0: here, Tucson Electric Power recognizes local businesses, organizations, and individuals that partner with them to preserve the environment and promote sustainability. You got to love that. These are forward-thinking partners who are creative and effective in their approaches to promoting greater sustainability in the Tucson community. We are spotlighting the 2019 award winners for our Go Green team award podcast series and today I am thrilled and excited and over-the-top eager to welcome Starlight Noelle Armenta, research specialist for the University of Arizona School of Natural Resources and the Environment and Starlight, I meant every word of that. This is one of my favorite (laughs) programs in Tucson. So tell us about your, you got the environmental protection partner award. So tell us about the Raptor program.
1: Oh, great. Thanks, Gina. Um, so, you yeah, Dr. Bill Mannon and I are very honored to have received this award. Um, the Rapture Protection Program is a collaborative program between the U of A and Tucson Electric Power, and its focus is on reducing the number of hawks and owls that are electrocuted on TEP's overhead lines. And, um, This program is especially unique in that it not only goes and retroactively protects bulls that um, birds are electrocuted on, um, we have a proactive component and during the breeding season, which is coming upon us shortly here in Southern Arizona, um, the U of A goes out and searches for nests of those birds that are most susceptible to electrocution. And those are great horned owls, Harris's hawks, and red-tailed hawks. And we um, report those poles that are closest to nest to TEP to be retrofitted. And the reason why we do that is research has shown that those poles that are closest to nest tend to be the most dangerous because they have, um, high activity following fledging or when the birds are getting ready to leave.
0: So this is one of the things I love about it because once you know about this program, When you're driving around, you see those boxes, I call them boxes, and those platforms and those places that TEP has installed where you know that nest and those babies are going to be safe, as are the parents, so you can start seeing them. Another component to the program, which I'm sure both of us love, is This is one that invites public awareness and an invitation for a call to action. If you see one of those nests and it doesn't have the protective um, installation from TEP, you can call TEP and we'll put that link on this podcast. You can call them. Isn't that correct? And say, hey, I saw a hawk's nest and there's no protection around it. Can you please get out there and do it?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, Gina. TEP is great. At promoting the program, they not only put bill inserts um, that let the public know about um, the great work that the program is doing and how. Again, you can um, contact TEP if you do see an active nest or do see high activity um, in your neighborhood. Um, you can also contact um, one of the partners. You know, aside from working with the U of A, TEP also engages with Arizona Game and Fish and we do often get reports through them of activeness because residents have um, called them. So yeah, there are a lot of ways that you you can be a part of the program and get in contact with us.
0: And I think it's like really relative to mention this I'm reading a book that I wish would be required reading for every citizen 18 and over in the United States, and it's called This is the Way the World Ends. And believe it or not, it's not (laughs) like all depressing and gloom and doom. It's a scientist who I've met and talked with a little bit, Jeff Nesbitt, and basically he paints the picture for where we're at in many areas and animal extinction numbers are in there. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist, which he is way beyond, he's like brilliant, to understand that we all play a vital role in the food chain and hawks control the rodent population. They're out there eating some of those nasty pack rats and and they're making sure that there's not too many rabbits because any you know, balance that goes wacky out of nature, it it impacts all of us. And it can impact, you know, a pack rat eating the wires of our car, which happens on a regular basis, it seems to me to people. Right. Yeah.
1: Natural, natural pest management. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Natural
0: pest management. And it's all, nature really takes care of itself. But when hawks, First showed up, we didn't have a lot of power poles, so right that's what I love about your partnership with the u of a They understand that, and they're partnering to do something about it, not just let the birds get electrocuted, which is just simply awful and I don't want to put you on the spot, and if you don't know the answer, it's okay. you have <laughs> a sense i mean it's never stumped the guest here, but you have a sense for. Like, how many hawks you may have saved, or how many are there any numbers as a result of your intervention? It'd be almost impossible to measure that, I think. Yeah. So, okay. That's a
1: really good question. But yeah, I, you know, what, I can't quantify it. No, unfortunately. no. And,
0: and with a lot of good <laughs> programs like this, you can't. So, what I, you know, my call to action for the listeners is be aware. You're driving in the car. You better not be on your cell phone anymore unless you have a hands-free device, because you're going to get a really big fine. A friend of mine got one the other day two hundred seventy-two dollars. So when you're driving, you can look at power poles and see if there's a hawk's <laughs> nest or an owl's nest in it, and if there's not the protective equipment and the, you know, the protection. I can't, I'm trying to describe what it looks like. It looks to me like a a platform. That a wooden platform, you know, when oh, it's, you're uh, talking
1: about the power poles, yeah, yeah, on yeah. The power yeah. Poles. What's
0: on what you put on them? How do you protect them?
1: Right. So I think you're talking about platforms. So yeah, TEP does apply um, insulation on top of the electrical components, so that when a bird does land up on a cross arm or another piece of equipment. Um, that there's enough insulation up there that a bird won't come into contact with either face to face or face to ground, which right, is right. Um, which which is where the problem occurs. Um, but I think you are also bringing up um, nest platforms, which is another great component of the program. TEP will often um, place nest platforms as an alternative. Spot for birds to nest. If we do, yes. if, you know, if they happen to have a pair of red tails that happen to really like or prefer a specific pole and they continue to nest on the cross arm where it isn't safe, even when there is protection up there, they will install a platform above the equipment um, in the hopes that the birds will use that area as opposed to the dangerous area.
0: So that's very helpful, that clarification. So some are easy to spot, and others, mm-hmm. if you see a nest, and you feel called to check it out to make sure the protection is there, just be an engaged citizen because it takes yes. the community and the car wires you save may be your own. Like, how do you make it about me? <laughs> so I want to know if there are any future initiative that you want to promote or discuss. Or I always like, what's in the crystal ball? What does the future hold for the <laughs> Raptor program?
1: Well, you know, the program's been around for over 20 years and, you know, we continue to make minor tweaks here and there. Um, you know, the industry has really grown up around it. There are a lot of um, manufacturing companies that are creating products to um, to help electric companies protect their poles effectively. And so we'll continue to do that. But, you know, um, the threat of electrocution on and lines to wild birds is a worldwide issue. Right. Um So there will always be a need as long as we have this overhead electrical infrastructure to continue the work. So um, we don't necessarily have anything big planned just to continue the work, but we do have a a big hope that we'll reach um, a certain level of density in terms of the number of protected poles that are in Tucson that will start to see a drop in electrocution. Um, And there's no reason to assume that it won't happen because TEP retrofits all new poles that go up. And with the nest protection that we're doing every year, we're, we're adding protection to older poles. You know, we're going to get there.
0: Right. And with the expansion and encroachment and the devastation of habitat, it's wonderful to see this going on. We have to have it to continue. And if you don't mind, because we do have a little time left, I just want to <laughs> mention when I read your bio how delightful it was to me personally, because you have a BFA in illustration. And so, <laughs> and you have two young children, um, Noel and Oliver, and they inspire yes. you. And I will tell you this, when you get the children's book, is it done? <laughs> is it Have you completed it?
1: No, it's something that I started working on in grad school and I do have plans to continue it, but you know, life and yeah. we'll throw a yeah. wrench in your plan. So I haven't finished it yet, but yes, I hope to yeah, it's often it's illustrate. Cal- It's <laughs> called
0: working and having two kids and a husband. I got that memo, <laughs> believe me, I've been there. And so, yeah, but what I want to say is my invitation to you is once you complete it, be in touch with me. Um, you oh, know how to course. get in touch with me because it's something I would love to promote. And I, I do write book reviews. And the most important reason I'm asking you that is because of a little starlight on her own, Rooney James Nichols, who is my eight-month-old granddaughter. And everything I do that I'm upping the volume, upping the intensity, upping our game, upping our impact is motivated by that little joyful ray of light in my life. It's like, I'm going to do everything I can to make the world better for you because you deserve it. She's such a happy little girl. You have you have reasons for inspiration. Yes, yes. So
1: (laughs) Yes, I feel I feel that from you. And you will be the first one that I send a book to you. Um, I'm counting on it. I want the the
0: (laughs) author's copy. So thank you for doing what you do and for showing up to make a difference for us and for caring so much because of the two children that you want to continue to make the world a better place for. And trust me when I say we have our work cut out for us.
1: (laughs) As you (laughs) well know. Thank you so much,
0: Gina. Okay. (laughs) I do. Thank you so much.